We praise God for that inspiring word that went forth in praise and worship. And we thank God. Amen and amen. We're going to get into this message on a Saturday night. Amen. God put it upon my heart to speak his word to his people. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. We thank you for being a provider. We thank you for knowing who we are. And we are you, and we are part of your righteousness, God. We thank you for dying on the cross. You see it in your word. I, even I, if I be lifted up, I would draw all men unto me. The purpose of any ministry is to lift him up on the cross and let people know that he died for our sins. And not, don't, not only did he die for our sins, he also protects us from sickness and disease. And we rebuke sickness and disease right now in Jesus' name. And we call in the wealth that Jesus promised to us. And we thank you for it. And thank you for revelation knowledge that this word may you go forth without anything that's trying to stop this word to go forth. We thank you, God, and we magnify you, and we give your name the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to talk about Matthew, the sixth chapter, starting at the 30th verse. We're going to read Matthew 6 and 30 through 32. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, in other words, is still going on today in real time, right now, he is still clothing the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Question. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewith where, where all shall we be clothed? For after all these things, the Gentiles, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all of these things. Now, Jesus spoke in letting people know that he is our provider. Why should we worry? Why should we stress out? We have things that's up against us that is part of an opposition of things that we don't want in our lives. And they are called unwanted circumstances. Unwanted circumstances. And we know that Jesus can bring us out. 
we have to stand on Matthew, the sixth chapter, because God is who he said he is. The preparation page, the preparation scripture for this text is Matthew 6, starting at the 19th verse. Lay not up your lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And the name of this text is The Keys to Success. These are the keys to success. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. God is a divine provider. The action of providing something for use. And the things that are upon this earth are transient, not lasting, enduring, or permanent, transit, transitory, transitory, lasting only a short time, existing briefly, temporarily, staying only a short time. Heaven and earth, according to God's word, shall pass away, but my words will never pass away, Matthew 24 and 35. People seek for power. They're striving for uh, a, a good life, material things, pleasure, knowledge, and glory. There's nothing wrong with neither one of these things, but don't let it become part of your treasure because that's where your heart will be. Also, so for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now, here's the thing. In 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter starts at the 17th verse, and we want to read this in the Amplified Bible, 1 Timothy 6. 17. This is Paul mentoring Timothy, which is a pastor, and Paul is giving him information on the do's and the don'ts. And it reads in the Amplified, as for the rich in this present world, instruct them not to be conceited and arrogant nor to set their hope on the uncertainty of riches which will decay, but on God, who richly and ceaselessly, in other words, he would not cease, and provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Write that scripture down first, Timothy, the sixth chapter, starting at the 17th verse. Instruct him on the 18th verse, instruct them to do good, 
to be rich in good works, to be generous, willing to share with others. 19, in this way, story up for themselves the enduring riches of a good foundation for the future. There's nothing wrong with putting money in the bank, saving money, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life, enduring riches, which is God provides. Lay your treasures in heaven and not upon the earth. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt. In other, word, in other words, these things will decay in time. They don't last forever. That is a transient of nothing lasting, enduring, nothing that, that, that can endure or permit permanent. They're not permanent at all. Lasting only a short time, existing briefly, temporary, staying only a short time. But heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will never pass away. Matthew 24, 35. Mutability is the quality of being liable to undergo change or alteration. In other words, these possessions that we have upon this earth, they will change. They'll get real old, rusty, dusty. The houses need repairs. Why? Because of the wear and tear. Isaiah, the 34th chapter, starting at the first verse, Come near your nations to hear and listen, O peoples. Let the earth and all that is in it hear, and the world and all that comes forth from it. For the Lord is angry at all the nations, and his wrath is against all their armies. He has utterly doomed them. He has given them over to slaughter. So their slain will be thrown out, and the stretch and the stench of their corpse will rise, and the mountains will flow with their blood. All the hosts of heaven will be dissolved, and the skies will be rolled up like a scroll. All their hosts, the stars and the planets, will also wither away as a leaf with her from the vine, and as a fig withers from the fig tree. And remember, Jesus cursed the fig tree because it didn't have any figs. And when they came back, the tree withered. So what is Isaiah saying? This earth and the heavens will not last forever, but God's word will be there. First Corinthians, the seventh chapter. I'm not going to be before you long. And those, starting the 30 verse, and those who weep as though they did not weep, and those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice, and those who buy 
as though they did not possess anything. And those who use the world taking advantage of its opportunities as though they did not make full use of it for the outward form of this world, its present social and material nature is passing away. Let's read 1 Corinthians 7, 30 and 31 once again to get this in your spirit and get an understanding why you should not treasure these things that is upon the earth. And those who weep as though they did not weep. And those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice. And those who buy as though they did not possess anything. And those who use the world taking advantage of its opportunities as though they did not make full use of it. For the outward form of this world, its present social and material nature is passing away. In other words, if you read what it says when it weep, as though they did not weep, and when you rejoice as though they did not rejoice, and those who buy as though they did not possess anything. In other words, all of this will pass away. It will pass away. Its present social and material nature is passing away. Second Corinthians 4.18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Here's the thing about the spiritual and the earthly realm. In the earthly realm, you can't see the rawness of itself in the earth because there are evil spirits that are here to deceive you, and not only to deceive you, but try and to destroy you or mess up your life with unwanted situations. But in the spirit world, there is nothing hidden because the spirit world sees all. So what are you saying, prophet? Well, we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. They are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Why? Because we, as men and women of God, if we can see something in the spirit, we can pull it into the earthly realm and make it a part of our reality, which will be a positive thing and not a negative thing. So you have to be careful what you're looking for or what you see in the spirit realm. Because if you're looking at things that are not godly, then that spirit 
is going to get into your subconscious mind and it's going to try to present itself and bring it a part of the crossover from the spirit realm onto the earth, into your world, which is the earth. We are earthly born. So we are earthly people and we are separated from the heavens and hell. We that are upon this earth right now, we are contrast from heaven and hell. So what we need to do is put this in our spirit. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, 18 verse. First Corinthians 7, 30, 31. Isaiah 34, first verse through four. And we need to research and study these things. Matthew 6, 30, 32, which is our lesson text, the keys to success. And the preparation page is 6, Matthew 6, 19, 21, 19 through 21. And we need to research this message that I am teaching right now. And what I want to do is read 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, in the Amplified Bible. to enlighten you, 4.18. To enlighten you of God's word, to illuminate you, to open up your understanding, to give you a heart and a spirit to search God's word that you may live. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, starting at the 18th verse. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, spirit, spiritless, disappointed, or afraid, though our outer self is progressively wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. For our monetary light, for our monetary light distress, this passing trouble is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, a fullness beyond all measure, surpassing all comparisons, comparisons, a transcendent splendor and a endless bless, blessedness. So we, 18 verse, the second Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, 18 verse, so we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are visible are temporal, just brief and fleeting, but the things which are invisible are everlasting and perishable. So read second Corinthians the fourth chapter, 16 through the 18th verse. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, disappointed, or free, or spiritless. We have to know that God is there to provide. When he spoke to 
of little faith. Therefore, take no thought. And he started to give them instructions to the keys of success. Isaiah 34, 1 through 4. 1 Corinthians 7, 30 through 31. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, 16 through 18. Get this in your spirit because these are the keys. The keys to success. Plentiful supplies in time of need. Israel was in the wilderness. They lost their faith. They got to the other side, but they didn't make it to the promised land. But God still helped them in the 40 years of delay. He was a fire by night and a pitter, pillar of cloud by day. And he fed his people. And the shoes that they had on their feet never hurt not one time in the whole 40 years. Elijah in time of famine. Elijah in the wilderness. The multitude that followed Jesus when he fed the 5,000, including the women and children, spiritual abundance. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. Elijah was in the wilderness. Well, he lived in a cave because Jezebel threatened to kill him. So God sent him to the cave and fed him with the ravens. Rebuked by Christ the anointed, Peter sinking, sinking. He got off the boat. Jesus asked him to come. And Peter started sinking. So Jesus asked him, O thou, told him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? That's Matthew 14, 31. What happened? I mean, he was doing good. He was walking on the water like me. Then all of a sudden, the spirit of doubt crept in and you started to sink. Wherefore didst thou doubt? When did this happen? You were doing good. The disciples powerless to heal, powerless to heal. Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long should I be with you? Matthew 17, 17. Call them a old, faithless, and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? Now, those are some harsh words. In other words, Jesus was upset because the disciples was powerless to heal. And he called them faithless and perverse. And he asked, how long shall I be with you? Matthew 17, 17. The disciples in the storm, where are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Mark 4 and 40. See, here's the thing. The bottom line in this spiritual warfare is faith against fear. It's faith against doubt. And we must know that Jesus
He is our provider. Then the sun was in a storm. Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? See, fear and faith. Fear is fighting against faith. And faith is fighting against fear. And what we need to do is believe the word of God. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need to remember that in every situation of our lives. They have the two on the way to Emmaus, Emmaus, Emmaus. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Now, the prophets, when they speak, a lot of people do not want to hear what you are saying. O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. They have to question you because they do not want to accept the bad things that are said to correct or deliver you from certain things in your life. John, the 20th chapter, starting at the 23rd verse. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I would not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Now, when Jesus came, the doors being shut, are they saying he walked through the door and stood in the midst? And said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. Now, Jesus has keen discernment. He did not have to be around to hear what Thomas said. Verses 31, worldly care, seed without any root to grow, mortify the flesh, take no thought, define care, read Luke 12, 1 through 7. Worldliness, non-Christians seek worldly things. Seek God, Luke eleven ten. Blessings, Luke eighteen thirty. The post-scripture, Matthew 6, starting at the 33rd verse. 
But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. In other words, sufficient unto real time right now is the evil thereof. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. So tomorrow will take for take thought for the things of itself. In other words, tomorrow is being created already for the things of itself. Because Jesus knows the future. And in effect amplified, but first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God. And all these things will be given to you also. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And we must remember Matthew 6, are the keys to success. And we must study those keys and reverence God and thank him for being our gyra. He is our provider. He knows, he knows, he knows what we are in need of. So why worry? Why stress yourself? Just bless God and seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added. But that's but don't just do it because those things will be added. Just do it because who God is. And he is the I am God. So we thank you, Father, for this word. We thank you for being who you are because I'm already loved. I'm already chosen. I know who I am and that is enough. God, I thank you and I will be content in every circumstance because I know you will bring me out and you will never leave me nor will you forsake me. In Jesus' name, we thank you for this word, and we magnify you, and we glorify you because you are the Messiah. You are the anointed, and there's no other God before you. In Jesus' name, we thank you, and we appreciate and love you for dying on the cross because God so loved the world that he gave you you, his only begotten son. And we thank you for the sacrifice. We don't have to burn anymore. Burnt offerings. 
because you are the offering and your blood is shed forever and we may increase in your word and decrease in the world possessions or things that pertain to the world thank you God because you give us richly all things to enjoy just like the enemy told you he would give you the kingdoms and I guess he didn't know that they already owned by you just like the cattle on a thousand hills. Everything that is on this earth, you have control of. And you can bless us with it. And we thank you for it. We thank you for the houses. We thank you for the land. We thank you for the cars that we're driving. We even thank you for the breath that we are breathing because you are life. You are that water that will last forever, and we forever give your name the praise, and we thank you in Jesus' name, amen.
We thank you, God. And we magnify you. And we give your name the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to talk about Matthew, the sixth chapter, starting at the 30th verse. We're going to read Matthew 6 and 30 through 32. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, in other words, is still going on today in real time, right now, he is still clothing the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven. Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Question. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewith Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things, the Gentiles, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all of these things. Now, Jesus spoke in letting people know that he is our provider. Why should we worry? Why should we stress out? We have things that's up against us that is part of an opposition of things that we don't want in our lives. And they are called unwanted circumstances. Unwanted circumstances. And we know that Jesus can bring us out. We have to stand on Matthew, the sixth chapter, because God is who he said he is. The preparation page, the preparation scripture for this text is Matthew 6, starting at the 19th verse. Lay not up, your, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And the name of this text is the keys to success. These are the keys to success. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. God is a divine provider. The action of providing something for use. And the things that are upon this earth are transient, not lasting, enduring, or permanent. Transit, transit, story transitory, lasting only a short time, existing briefly, temporarily, staying only a short time. Heaven and earth, according to God's word, shall pass away, but my words will never pass away. Matthew 24 and 35. 
seeking for power. They're striving for uh, a, a good life, material things, pleasure, knowledge, and glory. There's nothing wrong with neither one of these things, but don't let it become part of your treasure because that's where your heart will be also. So for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now, here's the thing. In 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter starting at the 17th verse, and we want to read this in the Amplified Bible, 1 Timothy 6 and 17. This is Paul mentoring Timothy, which is a pastor, and Paul is giving him information on the do's and the don'ts. And it reads, in the Amplified, as for the rich in this present world, instruct them not to be conceited and arrogant, nor to set their hope on the uncertainty of riches which will decay, but on God, who richly and ceaselessly, in other words, he would not cease and provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Write that scripture down, 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter, starting the 17th verse. Instruct him on the 18th verse, instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous, willing to share with others. 19. In this way, story up for themselves the enduring riches of a good foundation for the future. There's nothing wrong with putting money in the bank, saving money, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Enduring riches, which is God provides. Lay your treasures in heaven and not upon the earth. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, upon earth, where moth and rust both corrupt. In other, words, in other words, these things will decay in time. They don't last forever. That is a transient of nothing lasting. Enduring, nothing that, that, that can endure or permit, permanent. They're not permanent at all. Lasting only a short time, existing briefly, temporary, staying only a short time. But heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will never pass away. Matthew 24, 35. Mutability is the quality of being liable to undergo change or alteration. In other words, these possessions that we have upon 
on this earth, they will change. They'll get old, rusty, dusty. The houses need repairs. Why? Because of the wear and tear. Isaiah, the 34th chapter, starting at the first verse. Come near your nations to hear and listen, O peoples. Let the earth and all that is in it hear, and the world and all that comes forth from it. For the Lord is angry at all the nations, and his wrath is against all their armies. He has utterly doomed them. He has given them over to slaughter. So their slain will be thrown out, and the stretch and the stench of their corpse will rise, and the mountains will flow with their blood. All the hosts of heaven will be dissolved, and the skies will be rolled up like a scroll. All their hosts, the stars and the planets, will also wither away as a leaf wither from the vine, and as a fig withers from the fig tree. And remember, Jesus cursed the fig tree because it didn't have any figs. And when they came back, the tree withered. So what is Isaiah saying? This earth and the heavens will not last forever, but God's word will be there. 1 Corinthians, the 7th chapter. I'm not going to be before you long. And those started the 30 verse, and those who weep as though they did not weep, and those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice, and those who buy as though they did not possess anything, and those who use the world taking advantage of its opportunities as though they did not make full use of it for the outward form of this world, its present social and material nature is passing away. Let's read 1 Corinthians 7, 30, and 31 once again to get this in your spirit and get an understanding why you should not treasure these things that is upon the earth. And those who weep as though they did not weep. And those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice. And those who buy as though they did not possess anything. And those who use the world taking advantage of its opportunities as though they did not make full use of it. For the outward form of this world, its present social and material nature is passing away. In other words, if you read what it says when it weep, as though they did not weep, and when you rejoice as though they did not rejoice, and those who buy as though they did not possess anything. In other words, all of this will pass away. 
and will pass away. Its present social and material nature is passing away. Second Corinthians 4.18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Here's the thing about the spiritual in the earthly realm. In the earthly realm, you can't see the rawness of itself in the earth because there are evil spirits that are here to deceive you and not only to deceive you but try and to destroy you or mess up your life with unwanted situations. But in the spirit world, there is nothing hidden because the spirit world sees all. So what are you saying, prophet? Well, we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. They are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Why? Because we, as men and women of God, if we can see something in the spirit, we can pull it into the earthly realm and make it a part of our reality, which will be a positive thing and not a negative thing. So you have to be careful what you're looking for or what you see in the spirit realm. Because if you're looking at things that are not godly, then that spirit is going to get into your subconscious mind and it's going to try to present itself and bring it a part of the crossover from the spirit realm onto the earth, into your world which is the earth. We are earthly born. So we are earthly people and we are separated from the heavens and hell. We that are upon this earth right now, we are contrast from heaven and hell. So what we need to do is put this in our spirit. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, 18 verse. First Corinthians 7, 30, 31. Isaiah 34, first verse through four. And we need to research and study these things. Matthew 6, 30, 32, which is our lesson text. The keys to success. And the preparation page is six. Matthew 6, 19, 21, 19 through 21. And we need to research this message that I am teaching right now. And what I want to do is read 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, in the Amplified Bible. To enlighten you. 418. To enlighten you of God's word, to illuminate you, to open up your understanding, 
to give you a heart and a spirit to search God's word that you may live. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, starting at the 18th verse. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, spirit, spiritless, disappointed, or afraid, though our outer self is progressively wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. For our monetary light, for our monetary light distress, this passing trouble is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, a fullness beyond all measure, surpassing all comparisons, comparisons, a transcendent splendor and a endless bless, blessedness. So we, 18 verse, of 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, 18 verse, so we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are visible are temporal, just brief and fleeting, but the things which are invisible are everlasting and perishable. So read 2 Corinthians the fourth chapter, 16 through the 18th verse. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, disappointed, or free, or spiritless. We have to know that God is there to provide. When he spoke to the men of God, O ye of little faith, therefore take no thought. And he started to give them instructions to the keys of success. Isaiah 34, 1 through 4. 1 Corinthians 7, 30 through 31. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, 16 through 18. Get this in your spirit because these are the keys. The keys to success. Plentiful supplies in time of need. Israel was in the wilderness. They lost their faith. They got to the other side, but they didn't make it to the promised land. But God still helped them in the 40 years of Delay. He was a fire by night and a pitter, pillar of cloud by day. And he fed his people. And the shoes that they had on their feet never hurt, not one time in the whole 40 years. Elijah in time of famine. Elijah in the wilderness. The multitude that followed Jesus when he fed the 5,000, including the women and children, spiritual abundance. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in hell, even as thy soul prosper. Elijah 
was in the wilderness, well, he lived in a cave because Jezebel threatened to kill him. So God sent him to the cave and fed him with the ravens. Rebuked by Christ, the anointed, Peter sinking, sinking. He got out the boat. Jesus asked him to come. And Peter started sinking. So Jesus asked him, O thou, told him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? That's Matthew 14, 31. What happened? I mean, you was doing good. You was walking on the water like me. Then all of a sudden, the spirit of doubt crept in and you started to sink. Wherefore did this doubt doubt? When did this happen? You were doing good. The disciples powerless to heal. Powerless to heal. Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long should I be with you? Matthew 17, 17. Call them a old faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? Now, those are some harsh words. In other words, Jesus was upset because the disciples was powerless to heal. And he called them faithless and perverse. And he asked, how long shall I be with you? Matthew 17, 17. The disciples in the storm, why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Mark 4 and 40. See, here's the thing. The bottom line in this spiritual warfare is faith against fear. It's faith against doubt. And we must know that Jesus is our Jireh. He is our provider. The disciples in the storm, why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? See, fear and faith. Fear is fighting against faith. And faith is fighting against fear. And what we need to do is believe the word of God. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need to remember that in every situation of our lives. Do you have the two on the way to Emmaus? Emmaus? Emmaus. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Now, the prophets, when they speak, a lot of people do not want to hear what you are saying. Oh, fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. They have to question you because they do not want to accept the bad things that are said to correct or deliver you from certain things in your life. John, the 20th chapter, starting at the 23rd verse. Whosoever whoso sins ye remit, they are remitted unto
unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I would not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Now, when Jesus came, the doors being shut, are they saying he walked through the door and stood in the midst? And said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. Now, Jesus has king discernment. He did not have to be around to hear what Thomas said. Verses 31, worldly care, seed without any root to grow, mortify the flesh, take no thought, define care, read Luke 12, 1 through 7. Worldliness, non-Christians seek worldly things. Seek God, Luke eleven ten. Blessings, Luke eighteen thirty. The post-scripture, Matthew 6, starting at the 33rd verse. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. In other words, sufficient unto real time, right now, is the evil thereof. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. So tomorrow will take for take thought for the things of itself. In other words, tomorrow is being created already for the things of itself. Because Jesus knows the future. And in effect amplified, but first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God. And all these things will be given to you also. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. 
and we must remember Matthew 6 are the keys to success. And we must study those keys and reverence God and thank him for being our gyro. He is our provider. He knows, he knows, he knows what we are in need of. So why worry? Why stress yourself? Just bless God and seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added. But, that's, but don't just do it because those things will be added. Just do it because who God is. And he is the I am God. So we thank you, Father, for this word. We thank you for being who you are because I'm already loved. I'm already chosen. I know who I am. And that is enough. God, I thank you. And I will be content in every circumstance because I know you will break me out and you will never leave me nor will you forsake me. In Jesus' name, we thank you for this word and we magnify you and we glorify you because you are the Messiah. You are the anointed. And there's no other God before you. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we appreciate and love you for dying on the cross because God so loved the world that he gave you, you, his only begotten son. And we thank you for the sacrifice. We don't have to burn any more burnt offerings because you are the offering. And your blood is shed forever. And we may increase in your word and decrease in the world possessions or things that pertain to the world. Thank you, God, because you give us richly all things to enjoy. Just like the enemy told you he would give you the kingdoms. And I guess he didn't know that they already owned by you just like the cows on a thousand hills. Everything that is on this earth, you have control of, and you can bless us with it, and we thank you for it. We thank you for the houses, we thank you for the land, we thank you for the cars that we're driving. We even thank you for the breath that we are breathing, because you are life, you are that water, that will last forever, and we forever give your name the praise, and we thank you in Jesus' name, amen.